0: All righty, so welcome to Run It Again, 49ers Podcast. You've got Elijah Essex here, along with the Diamond in the Rough, Diamante Tatum. <clears throat> you can catch Diamante at Everyday Niner on, on Twitter, and mine is at Eli Essex. Let's talk some 49ers football. Diamante, what do you got for us,
1: man? First of all, a bit of housekeeping. I know it's been a while. This is the Run It Again, 49ers Podcast, previously the Everyday Niner Fan Podcast. Felt like a rebrand was in order, <laughs> but uh, same bullshit, different day. Basically, <laughs> we're here to talk Niners ball. That's all that is. Yeah, I just Eli, one of the day one homies from the Twitterverse, and you know I reached out to him, and he was interested in co-hosting, and uh, you know here we are. So a little late, but better late than never. You know, let's let's get going. Let's get
0: it going. Let's get it unfolded. Uh, first things first. We've got the summary of our last game, Niners versus Rams at home. We start this game coming in as a, pretty much underdogs for every analyst that put it out there. Uh, there yeah. was a few people uh, on our favor, but uh, um,
1: it, the, the grades were not in our favor. That's for sure. No, it was a uh, it was fun to see the receipts on Twitter. You know, people screenshotted all the all the predictions. Somebody took a shot at Mina Kimes because she was all like, "Oh, the Niners," and they were like, "But didn't you have the Rams to win? Isn't that funny?" Yeah, I seen that one.
0: Yeah, I seen that one. And everyone's allowed to, to have their picks and and be able to say, "Yeah, the Niners did great" or whatever it is. But
1: sometimes you got to eat sure. your words. You got to eat your yeah, words. yeah. Right? Like don't don't act like you was with it from from day one. Like don't do that.
0: <laughs> don't don't do that. Let's not do that. Uh, so game events. Big thing coming out was, uh, um, I know we went down 3-0 and pretty early, but I loved what I saw from the defense from start to oh, finish in this thing. The defense was fantastic. Oh my goodness. I just... Damn near flawless. It's my biggest thing I look forward to right now. Outside of, you know, your big playmaker plays on offense and waiting for those to unfold, I like... Every down, I am looking for that nugget to take away something from the defense because
1: is truly something amazing to watch right now. And usually they, they provide it. Like, you're watching it, and it's just this feeling like, oh, well, the opposing offense isn't going to be able to do anything. And so yeah. far, it's, it's right. Like,
0: yeah. It's, it's that I know we're going to do something great. And, and this this defense is going to do everything they can. And I know the offense is kind of moving the ball, but, like, you know they're going to stay true and they're going to keep them to a, uh, either three points or three and out. You know, one of the threes, that's basically what it's going to come down to. For sure. Every time outside of our turnovers that do happen to be falling in our lap. And it's just – it's it's so much fun to watch this defense get going. So we go down early, oh, uh, 3-0, and then we come back. We get this toss play up the middle. It's not often you hear toss, and it goes up the middle. Um, right. With this, this this wham block from uh, Charlie Warner, which was just – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. And then nobody, nobody touches
1: pinball. He just goes. Yeah, well. But- uh, a lot more burst than I remember from Jeff Wilson. He, I didn't remember him as that guy, but I guess he
0: is. Absolutely. And I definitely went on Twitter a couple of times and I was like, man, we got to do something. We got to let Mason have the ball or somebody because Wilson's not explosive for what they need from the running back position. And then he goes and does something like that. And so, then he's like, bang. It's big. It was big. And I think one of the biggest parts of it that allows him to do that is – you know, whether Kyle did it because of the type of play uh, team we were playing or whatever it was, because they do have Aaron Donald and, and the amazing D-line that's there. But we really didn't run that much, and it allowed Jeff Wilson to stay fresh.
1: Yeah, we didn't run that many plays, like, period. Period. Um, I think we only had, like, 49 offensive plays or some shit like that. Yeah, and usually
0: we have almost 49 running plays in a game. So, right it just kind of it's it's different as much as I'd like to see you know I saw some things on Twitter about you know offensive plays and and George Kittle being involved in some of those pass plays and I I went back and I was like we didn't run a lot of offensive plays period no you know our, our defense did a really good job of basically garnering their time on the field but also minimizing things
1: yeah sure not
0: letting a whole lot happen while they're on the field exactly Exactly. And I I don't remember us scoring a lot offensively in the second half, but I also remember the Rams team being on the field offensively a lot more in the second half than the first half was concerned.
1: So I don't think we scored a we definitely didn't score a touchdown. We got three points in the second half.
0: Offensively, we got three points in the second half.
1: Not not great.
0: Not great. But it's on par. (laughs) It's a dub, I'll take it for the season. So far, and that's scary because offense is getting quiet in the second half, and it
1: needs to continue to build. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we saw it there; like there, there are at least things to build on. Like uh, I expected to see a smoother, more improved offense after the dud in Denver. Uh, You know, just with the practice reps, uh, with Jimmy getting in there with the first team, I expected it to be a little more seamless, and it was. It wasn't great. But it was it was enough. It was fine. It, it's almost like we're we're watching Jimmy's arm build up
0: with stamina. Sure, uh, I felt like he came in with adrenaline in that uh, Seahawks game, and he was able to finish strong. But again, second half of that game, he played one quarter, did good, and then the second half of that game, it was back to no toast. And then Broncos game, he plays one quarter, second through fourth quarter, no toast. Rams game, we have get two good quarters out of him. Second half of the game, milk toast. So yeah. I, th- I, I think Jimmy's shoulder, I, where it's 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 better. I think it's still healing. Yeah, that's but that's it, fair. But it's probably
1: our still our best option at this moment. Yeah. So what we ended up with a final score twenty four to nine, and that's a dub to
0: nine. Big win, big win with big plays. I think all three of our scoring uh, plays, uh, our touchdown plays, were over 30 yards, 30 yards or more. You have Jeff Wilson's 30-yard run. We have Debo's 57-yard slant that goes to the house. Yes. Um, and then we have the Huff's pick six, pick right. six from Hufunga. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little later, but uh, uh, it was exciting. It was exciting. But yes. just explosive plays, and that's what carried us, you know, touchdown-wise. Absolutely, um, scoring wise.
1: Yeah,
0: sure. So, uh, overall grade for the offense, what, what would you
1: give them? I gave it a C C+, Honestly, it was it was fine. Like it wasn't really explosive. There were a few explosive plays, but it wasn't like anything to write home about. And they, they didn't mess up. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. C plus is is where I'm living.
0: I, what do I you think, think that.
1: I think that's exactly where I'm living too. Yeah. You know, it because right.
0: I, I feel like first half was like B, B plus, second yeah. half yeah. was a D plus. You yeah, know, and, sure. and when, when you get going, you know, you average those out, you're around C plus. So yeah. That's that's kind of it was a tale of two different games and two different halves within that game offensively.
1: Yeah. But, it seems like that's really common with 49ers football. There's not there's not a consistent four quarters in this team. Yeah.
0: And, and we got to get there.
1: That's definitely something we got to grow to. Absolutely. Um, standout player. Who we do um, we go for PFF? I mean, if we go for PFF, then it's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Um, his that's on what the it night. says, man. Yeah. That's uh, what it 16 says. 16 for 27. That's 59.2% for those that are interested. Uh, 239 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. No interceptions. A uh, QBR of 100.7 and a PFF grade of 87.5. That's really close to elite. Um, I was shocked that he was graded that highly, but he had a decent game. He he did. He did. Um, you know, kept seeing different things. Uh,
0: you know, you have your Jimmy truthers, your your Trey truthers, and then you have your your tweeners. Um, but your, your biggest thing that I saw about it was that um, you know someone said, well. Tell me how Jimmy helped us win this game, and, uh, and I, my biggest thing was that you know what, he, he was a machine, and not an overproducing machine, but he did his thing, and he went yeah. out and he produced. Um, I felt like um, early second quarter he had some some issues to work out, and I think uh, he got some some confidence back after uh, he hit Debo for that that fifty seven
1: yarder touchdown. So sure. Um, um, but, however, I'm going to put the kibosh ground. on this whole Jimmy Garoppolo taking credit for that throw. Oh, yeah. You see that in the post game? He's like, yeah, I knew, it was, I knew the defender was driving, so I had to put it up high. No, Jimmy. Like, you made a no. Jimmy throw. a like, Every
0: one him. of those throws leading up to that point from about 12 and a half minutes in the second quarter all the way to that throw, they were off. You had your, your, your throw that goes high and wide to Warner, your throw that goes high to Debo and on another one throw that goes high to juan jennings he was not in rhythm at
1: all no so like he
0: got through i don't want to hear rhythm.
1: that it just it wasn't going well yeah i don't want to hear that i meant to do that bullshit jimmy like and, you made a jimmy throw and debo bail
0: exactly and i think the biggest i think uh thinking back on it i think something was in his head where he he thought people were going to start trying to bat the ball down because this ball does come out quick and it comes out yeah. low um And uh, when Jalen Ramsey had that one that was batted, that kind of started this. Yeah, sure. Um, And you start seeing throws kind of sail a little bit with Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad that it it didn't take forever and that Debo was able to help him get snapped out of that.
1: Yeah, sure. Like, the most important part were, uh, like, the Jimmy throws that we did see didn't lead to turnovers. That's, to me, unfortunately, that's how Jimmy helped us win this game. Like, his mistakes didn't end in turnovers. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I'm glad Jimmy that's... throws that are incomplete passes. I can live with those all day. That's fine. But yes. Not yeah. the ones that end up in the hands of linebackers. Or <laughs> anyone
0: for that matter.
1: Right. Um, just the biggest thing that I could take from
0: it is that the stint of Jimmy missing happened in the second quarter and didn't continue throughout the whole game, which is yeah. the, the trend that we saw in Denver.
1: Yeah, um, I, I had that. Like the notes that I made when I watched the game for the first time was uh, in the second quarter, Jimmy had three incompletions in a row. And I was like, what the fuck? Like they were open, just missed. Yeah. Like, and not a whole lot going underneath. And
0: you're just trying to to spin your mind and, and, and get it in the mindset of why are we, why are we missing the side? What's going on? Right. So. Um, I really think it has a lot to do with that, that Jalen Ramsey play, and I think he was starting to, to sure. try to release things a little higher
1: in order to get it out. So I think, I think another thing Jimmy did um, to influence the game was he may not have hit a bunch of shots deep and outside the number, but he took them, so and yeah, I that's, think that's important. It is. Yeah, like it makes the, the
0: defense go, okay,
1: even yeah, if yeah, we, we have, have to defend hit, this
0: now. Even a dog gets lucky every once in a while. One of these guys right. Yeah, we can't just put 11 guys in the box and call it a game. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, weakest link,
1: offensive. Uh, 74, Spencer Burford. <laughs> like, as much as I hate to say it, he spent a lot of time getting worked. By Aaron Donald, for sure, but worked. Uh, his, yeah, unfortunately, we don't have, like, comprehensive offensive lineman stats, but... Uh, he did grade out in PFF at a 29.4, not where you want to be. No, no. And as I was, I'm assuming that a big
0: part of that is the way that he read that one that Donald came free on. Oh, yeah, or early. didn't. <laughs> just, just, he just, I don't know what happened was, was, okay, that's Donald. And you know what? I'm pretty sure McLynch has got Donald and his guy.
1: So I'm going to go this way. Um, yeah, like I don't. <clears throat> I don't know if, like, I don't even know if I want Trent Williams, like, one on two with Aaron Donald in a defensive end, like, let alone Mike McGlinchey. Oh, yeah. You know. No, you, you got to step over
0: there and help. You got you to chip him something, put a hand out.
1: Uh, yeah, don't do just anything. give him a
0: handout. that's for sure.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, before we move on, though, I do think uh, Debo Samuel at least deserves mentioning. He's kind of the second guy I've got. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here, I wanted to give Jimmy his credit because he played a decent game. We ended up winning, you know. And, uh, I argue on Twitter a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo, so I got to be sure to, to give him something when he plays, you know, serviceably well. Um, but, yeah, Debo Samuel, what, six catches, 115 yards, one touchdown, seven targets, and that 57-yard screen. Uh, PFF grade of 81.5 for Debo. Just doing Debo things out there. His play,
0: his mentality <laughs> – it's something that I'm, I'm really glad that the Snyder staff was able to get a hold of uh, during his, uh, uh, his draft um, yeah. his the time where he was getting through the combine and us getting to know him through that, that game and us being able to get a, a hold of him and being able to see the type of player he was going to be. Yeah, sure. Super, super grateful that we were able
1: to invest in that type of player in our team. Absolutely. Um, and I think, that mentality rubs off on other players, namely Us. Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Like you see him, he's fighting with Jalen Ramsey. Um <laughs> I love giving it, him the business. I love that he was giving
0: Ramsey the business to the point where, you know, in between plays, that's that's your time to regroup
1: and think. And he was he was in
0: Jalen's head, man. Big time. Yes. That's big.
1: That's good. Yeah. Uh I was re-watching the game uh yesterday with my wife. And we noticed that, like, Brandon Ayuk is blocking his ass off on that that big screen uh, to Debo. Yep. He <laughs> laid out, whoever 53 was, that last <laughs> block on the goal line. Just gave him a little shiv and put him on his ass. And I love to Dude. see it. Uh, and then we I can't see think him. of the guy's name either. And I was
0: just thinking no. about it the, uh, the other day, but I was re-watching that play. Kittle gets him, the same yeah. defender. Knocks yeah. him back quite quite a ways and then goes on to somebody else and he's able to loop back around to try to go after Debo just in time for IU to put him on his ass again.
1: Yeah. Like imagine being a 230 pound linebacker and getting laid out by a receiver who may or may not be 200 pounds. Jeez. (laughs) Just gave him the work. Um, And then also uh, the, the throw that Jimmy made to Kittle, his best throw of the game, which ended up being incomplete. uh, Yeah. Brandon and I, you gave Jalen Ramsey this little whip route. Yes. Had him in the spin cycle. Give that boy a map. He didn't know where he was at. And I was just like, you got to give 11 the ball, dude. Like, he might be your best one-on-one guy. It, like, in the it, red zone, give him the ball.
0: Especially with his, his arm reach, that link, the, the, his arms are just freaky long. Right, like land.
1: he hit that whip route. On on Jalen Ramsey and he's out to the outside. There's nobody out there. Like just put it on him.
0: That that's the guy you can you can throw high to too because he can yeah. go up and get it. Yeah. So like that's feed eleven. All right. Just
1: just do it. Uh,
0: I was I was really hoping Kittle would bring that down. It I was like it
1: initially. It really I was hyped like at work. I was
0: like oh, touchdowns.
1: Was... And then I looked. I was like, ah oh, shit, it's they're gonna, they're gonna bring it back. <laughs> You're like damn. And I felt, like, really dumb, but whatever. So uh, defensive grades overall for this game? I mean, you got to give them an A+. plus. To me, right, like, they don't mm-hmm. allow a touchdown. They don't allow a 20-yard play. They hit the pick six. They sacked Matt Stafford, like, seven times. Like, they did everything a defense is supposed to do at the highest level you can do it at. And the thing that's not getting talked about but should also be getting talked about is the run defense was absolutely stifling? Yes, just they couldn't do anything. Couldn't run. They, couldn't pass. nothing. nothing. Not a not a
0: darn thing could get done. Um, no. and and that's that's going with. Uh, I saw somebody. that says, uh, uh, if you were to add one thing to this Niners team uh, defensively, what would it be? I mean, even though they have everything, the only thing I could come put down was you know give, give her some D tackles some some healthy. Um, scratches here because you know it just we, we need we need our two big guys back at D-tackle but we're surviving and everything's looking great and crisp right now even with yeah. Ridgeway um, having to step in and it's just
1: it's, it's working yeah sure um, we're getting thin at defensive tackle and uh, we're getting a little thin at linebacker but yep. everything else is fantastic edge depth is great Corner depth is great. Safety uh, depth is great. And both of those are about to get better with Jimmy Ward and uh, Jason Verrett returning. And it's weird to say that, like, we may not need them.
0: (laughs) We may not. I think Jimmy Ward said the same thing in an interview. He said, uh, They're like, Are you you ready to get out? He goes, Oh, yeah. You know, I'm eager to get out there, but they don't need me right now. Uh, And to me, why, why would I go in and mess up a good thing right now? They don't need me.
1: That speaks to the culture of, this team, mm-hmm. right, where you've got your best players like, hey, the guy in there for me right now is balling out. Like, they don't need me.
0: They don't need and, me. You
1: know, he, it, that, that selflessness it is, is a really good sign. I I, I personally,
0: since we are short on a linebacker, and I, this is just, you know, creatively thinking defensive-wise, but I, w- I would love to see a situation where instead of going three linebacker sets, we go three safety sets. You put yeah. Gibson in the middle, and you rock Hafanga uh, and Ward on the outside safeties. Sure. Where Hafanga comes up and plays close, and Jimmy Ward bails out, and Hafanga yeah. can play in his box and do his thing. Or all of a sudden, Hufanga's playing back, he's doing his thing at safety, and now Jimmy's sitting in a nickel. Yeah, like, go dime on it, whatever. Yeah. We've and we just, got the DBs to do that now. Oh, yeah. And just to be able to, to rock those guys in and out, being able to play Fonga and Jimmy, who have those multifaceted uh, skill sets while Gibson
1: is still playing lights out where he is, I, I think that would be extremely confusing. Yeah, I run. think that'd be dope. And, I, and uh, I think that D'Amico Ryan's has probably already considered that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it uh, in the next game we play. I wouldn't either nickel-dime looks all day because we've got we've got dbs who can play like if if jason verrett is your number three guy like you feel really good about the dbs
0: oh yeah to the point where um i think out of dbs i think verrett does i think verrett can do both sides but i think he's more uh comfortable on the side where mosley's at right now sure mosley can play both sides he does very well on either side and you can alternate him either way sure um but to the point where I think you start seeing a rotation at corner. Yeah. Where it allows our corners a chance to breathe and stay up to speed with whoever. So when you get into sure. these, these, you know, these all-out gun you know, shows, especially against Mahomes here in about three weeks, it's going to be a nice thing to have.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see Jason Barrett in at corner, like in red zone situations. Uh, the season that he played, you know, he was healthy all season. He played fantastically in the red zone. And I think that's a good ask for him. He doesn't have to, you know, cover a lot of ground in the red zone. He can just kind of uh, yeah. rely on his instincts and, and not have to do too much physically. I think that'd be a good spot for him. I mean, I think the, the, the key play for him um, was kind of that, that interception versus the Rams. And that one was in the end zone. I think that was in 2021. Who's your standout player, PFF, where are we at? Well, uh, my personal standout player was probably Drake Greenlaw. My man's balled out of control, all right? He had 15 tackles. That's ridiculous. 12 solos, one tackle for loss, PFF grade 78.9. So just in an overall feel-type situation, yeah, it was Drake Greenlaw. He's everywhere. You know yeah. what? A lot of times when players sign extensions,
0: you see a big drop-off, i.e. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, that guy. I don't know what happened, but ever since his extension after that Bears game, he's been playing out of his mind. Sure.
1: sure. Uh, and I love it. Yeah, kind of enough said. Like He's just <laughs> a, like a smaller Fred Warner out there, pretty much. Dude, dude, like...
0: It, it, I don't know if he's he's more uh, prominent in the run game than Fred is, um, but uh,
1: the the guy was
0: everywhere. He really that's was. fair.
1: Yeah, um, you know Fred has that that background where he played that kind of linebacker safety role uh, yeah. in college, and he's really comfortable in pass coverage. I think uh, Dre so was Dray, Greenlaw
0: more was a comfortable. Safety.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a
0: he was an Arkansas safety. There we go. They thought he was a bit slow, but they liked the way he
1: hit and they liked the way he played in the box. So he was drafted as a linebacker. That's fair because he definitely seems more, more see ball, get ball type player.
0: Yes. And when the ball is live in the air, Dre has great
1: instincts with it. Yes. He does. Um, honorable mentions. You got to mention uh, Nick Bosa, you know, two oh, yeah. sacks, oh, my God. leads the league now. Five quarterback hits, Uh, PFF grade of ninety one point six, which is elite for those listening at home. I mean, but it's it's Nick Bosa. You could he could be the player of the game every game. That's just kind of the player. And
0: it's sad because as as much as we want to continue to look for the other guys, it's 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 like that guy that goes above and beyond. And you're like,
1: yeah, but he does that every week.
0: You know, tell me when he does it more.
1: (laughs) <laughs> right, that's why I figured, like, like with Debo Samuel, like, <laughs> like he deserves he mentioning every week. But it gets yeah. boring if you're just always like, it's Nick Bosa again. Surprise. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I had three honorable mentions, actually. Uh, Nick okay. Bosa, uh, Samson Ibukam, two sacks, one quarterback hit, uh, PFF rating 82.0, Revenge Game City. You know. Oh yeah, uh, I thought it was fantastic. A lot of speed off the edge. Um, yeah, two sacks. Way to go, young man. Just, just an overall pretty good performance. Um, and then the final is obviously uh, Talanoa Hufunga. You can't you can't talk about the game without mentioning him. Yeah,
0: I, I feel I, like with this defense leaving anyone out right now when we talk is is disrespect because every sure. everyone but came. Mooney came to play. Mosley being able to step up in the run game and, and some of the things that we've seen out of him from um, sure. pass and run uh, to, to okay. Gibson, to, to Huff, to the, the, the linebacker crew, the D-line. I guess for me, my standout player for the D-line was Hassan Ridgway. Okay. he's somebody that we don't talk about. He doesn't get the accolades because of the high-end part of the defense. But sure. when Kinlaw wasn't able to make it and Armstead gets his other foot hurt and can't go anymore, the guy steps up in a big way. And did respect it. And it just, for me, Ridgway, I really loved his tenacity, the way he approached the game. It was, And the moment wasn't too big.
1: Sure. It makes a lot of sense. But I feel like it's sacrilege. To not mention the guy who hit the pick six, like exactly.
0: No, no, I agree. Like again, it's it's a huge disrespect when you don't mention anybody. Right. Well, my biggest thing is how many teams missed out on Huff? <laughs>
1: 31 <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> and how many times the guy went in I, the sixth round? Yeah. Like, um, and I mean, this is where this is where that narrative comes in that like Twitter isn't a real place. Cause I remember twitter being really upset that we didn't take a safety like higher you know and oh, a lot of people year. were down on who when when we first drafted him. i didn't understand
0: that man the way he played in flashes and i understand why he sat we had tart he knew the system it sure. gelled well yeah i understood all that yeah wholeheartedly but every time huff was in the game whether it was special teams or something always stood out to the point where like Nick Bosa always stood out his rookie year. He just right. popped off the screen. You can't watch the game without seeing Nick. You can't watch the game without seeing Huff. You can't watch the game without being able to spot Warner. You can't. Even when Verrett's in the game, you can't miss it. It's yeah. constantly something going on. And that's just the respect that he demanded from me last year to where, man, I just, I just didn't give – any of those conversations where, oh, we needed the safety, we needed this, we needed that. I just, I didn't. Yeah, I understood sure. where but, people were coming from and their concerns. Yeah, he's, he's young. And it's very, that is very
1: fresh. Yeah, he's fresh, young and he's, he's not the, the prototypical, like height, weight, speed guy that you want at yes. safety. But, yes. you know, he's instinctive as shit. He knows where to be. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like the mental state of like a Richard Sherman, who wasn't this physically gifted athlete but just knew where to be and when to be there and, and i think is and i think the pick six is just kind of indicative of that you know no. he he he's not a high weight speed guy but he read the release of cooper cup and and made his move and was at the right place at the right time because he might be a step slow but mentally he's two steps ahead yes so that's fine and i love that yes i'll take love i'll take that. that all day over a guy who runs you know uh, a four three forty, but doesn't have the mentals. I e. Taylor Mays. Yeah. yeah, give me the four six guy who knows where to be. That's fine.
0: Yep, and that's exactly what Cooper Cup is. He's not a fast guy, but no. every time
1: he knows, <laughs> that. he just knows, dude. He's a uh, easier your, your white slot receiver. That's just what it is. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> who who is our weakest link? PFF. Uh, look, I don't. I don't think there really was. I don't either. The, the weak link for me was all of the dropped interceptions. I made a note on that when I watched the game live. I was, I think there were like three dropped interceptions by this defense. That's the weakest
0: link to me. The, the, that would, to me, it was too. Was the one thing that stood out was missed
1: opportunities. Literally. Not necessarily like a player
0: here. that let down, but
1: missed opportunities. Yes. Uh, my last note here for the game is literally hella drop picks. <laughs> uh special teams
0: uh i think i i hope we haven't plateaued but it kind of feels like we plateaued a little bit
1: well um, the, it, the the big special teams thing for me was the missed field goal yes right like that's the only special teams thing that stuck out to me like the 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 punt coverage teams and things like that were just kind of average and i can live with that because the last few seasons we've been bad
0: yeah, I'll take an upgrade
1: below average yeah. to bad. Yep. Right. right. I'll and, take and
0: that's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm talking about. The plateau is, yeah. is our coverage teams. Um, And maybe it's, they're still gelling. I know we, we've got a new special teams quarter uh, coordinator. <clears throat> we've got new players, all those different things. And I think we definitely saw some growth. I was just worried that we, we seen them plateau because man, it just, it, it seems like they're, they, they had a few miscues, especially from, uh, from last week, from being as as well as they were, but they had so many opportunities last week with all the three and outs. Yeah, sure. So you know, it was it was a little bit more on display. They had more opportunities. So um, in the same sense of Kyle Usechek not getting all these these um, uh, looks in practice, and he has to come through game day. These
1: yeah. guys have to come through in their opportunities. So for sure. For sure. Um. One one note I did have on special teams was uh on actually Ray Ray McLeod. Uh my notes here just says uh number three makes the first guy missed often. Like he does. on punt, like usually on the punt returns that he does, the first guy misses. And that's I think that's huge. I think um like he's right on the edge of breaking one big. Yeah. If that that continues where he's consistently able to make that first guy miss him, like eventually one of them's gonna break big.
0: Yeah, I feel he's, uh, for missing the first guy missed, he's 9 out of 10. And making the second guy he miss. he's about 50-50. And I, right. I think we're down to a few key blocks or a third guy missing for a big one to go.
1: Yeah, like we just need the ball to bounce our way just one time. And I yep. think we'll have a, a special team score, which is yep. special.
0: I, th- I think he had one play where things didn't quite go the way he wanted to. And it was yeah. a little, huh? But uh, outside of that, he's, he's been solid. And I'm really liking the Ray Ray edition.
1: Sure. Um, however, I'm not really enthused about him getting so many looks on offense. Same. I just like look. You've got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings. Like, why are you scheming up looks for wide receiver four? Like, let's let's get away from that. Um, it's, it's. I think that. Uh,
0: I'm I think maybe too much, and I've got this grand plan. But just allow your your good guys to go out there and
1: compete. The only thing I can think of is maybe those are looks that they're getting ready for Danny Gray when he returns. Maybe. But other than that, yeah, I don't know why you're scheming up things to get your, your tight end two and wide receiver four of the ball. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's – but here's
0: my other thing, too, is like uh, the only other person I've seen line up in the backfield wide receiver-wise. I know Ayuk has done some screens and some oh, man, of the that... and stuff. He hit, is, he hit that is, little Ray orbit been the only other guy outside of Debo to line up yeah. in the backfield. True, and I think they're trying to keep him as a legitimate concern for defenses. So if Debo does line up or do something, it pulls that attention.
1: Yeah, but sure. I, I don't, I don't think it's going as well as they hoped. No, I don't think so either. Uh, yeah, that little um, they had Brandon Ayuk hit this or, orbit motion on on one play, and I just thought that that's special looking. That's there for a reason. It was sneaky and nothing came of it, uh, that play, I don't think. But, like, I feel like that's a thing.
0: Yeah. It it needs to be. That's something we're going to build into the future. It's going to be like, uh, I always feel like we always uncork all these amazing plays against Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know Um, what it is about the Bengals games, but it always happens during those games.
1: Because, like, Ayuk isn't as uh, sudden, stop and start wise, as Debo, Mm -hmm. but, like, the way he runs the ball does remind me of kind of, kind of like a Jerry Rice or a John Taylor. Yep. Like he's just so smooth.
0: Very he just very kind of,
1: smooth. Kind of glides. He catches the slants and the screens and just kind of glides into place. It doesn't. It's not sudden, but it's so slick. It's and smooth. even even his his starts, like his launches, it's like a smooth into cutting up the field. Right. It's not abrupt for sure. No. And I, I want to see. I want to see more of that. Like yeah. when you when you get Brandon Ayuk the ball, good things happen. Yeah. Uh, coaching grades. Where are we at? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we're still in that C plus B minus range. For for Kyle at least. For the offense. I mean, yeah, D'Amigo Ryan's that's an A plus. Like, oh moving goodness. on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Nothing to
0: talk about there yep but, and uh and to be honest there, there wasn't a whole lot with time management uh this time around that really wasn't no. a big thing well uh, i
1: I didn't think so, not really um I didn't like the conservatism at the end of the first half. you've got the ball you've got like thirty one seconds left like i I want to see shot I want to see you take a shot i don't want I don't want you to just too. run out the clock and try like. Make something the way, happen. The way that Jimmy was throwing and
0: stuff, though, high and outside and stuff, I don't think he had a lot of confidence in it. That's
1: that's fair, but, like, something got to give, dude. Like, yep. you keep letting teams hang around, you know? You, you get, you get those, those aggressive head coaches, and they're like, well, we're going to try to make something happen with 31 seconds left. Yeah. I was like, let's just get into the locker room with the lead. And we've seen that come back to bite this 49ers team so many times. Yep. To me, that's an instance of, like, it w- playing It would have been lose. nice to get enough to get a field goal because we were getting the ball back at the halftime. Right. Like, you, you've got nothing to lose. The only thing that would hurt you is a pick six or a fumble recovery. And right? Those, those are
0: scary. Because
1: right. To be honest, we were
0: one score game the whole way down until that upon the interception.
1: Yeah, sure. And so, like, I had a little issue with that. It's like, you've got the ball back. You've got a little time. Like, why not try to make something happen? Um, but that was it for me as far as like time management. Um, I didn't like the decision, decision to kick the field goal on the goal line. We we're on like the two yard line or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that one late in the game. I figure you go for it. I know there's I, been, I agree
0: on, on that been, one. Um, that was more of a decision versus like time management for me, but yeah, I would have liked them to go for
1: the jugular on that. Absolutely. That's like I said, that's just that's playing to not lose rather than playing to win. You're on the two yard line, right? Like you got to scheme something up. And if you can't scheme up two yards in the red zone, then you're not an offensive genius. It's just that's just what it is, right? You've got too much offensive firepower to not be able to punch that in. And then, even in the chance that you don't punch it in, the defense has been all over this Rams offense. So, like, you trust them to make a stand or like, make the Rams drive 98 yards to score, mm-hmm. right? Like, let, let's go. You've got the number one defense in the league. Like, you, you got to trust them. I agree. Right? And Otherwise, and, you kick that field goal and you're only so up you, by eight.
0: Here, here, here's my thing on it is you kick that field goal and you go up by eight, right? Yeah. Um, if you go for it and really go for it, like the, the trust that you had in your defense – that means that team, even if it's a turnover on downs, is stuck on the two or the one. Yes. You're telling are harassing Stafford all after game. After seven sacks, that your guys could come away with the safety and still come away with points and another right. opportunity to come back down the field. Yeah, I just I don't get it. Like, defense is that good, that elite. I felt good with putting the defense there and in absolutely Mario to where I would be like, we're doing this. Yeah. Like right? This, like this is, whether whether it happens or not, I almost look forward to it not converting to see what the defense does that far into somebody's territory.
1: Right. Like I would have loved seen that defense on the Rams offense at the two yard line. That, the, that feels like a safety to me.
0: More likely to get a pick six in that scenario. Right. And and or or some type of turnover that, that deep. If having Stafford, the guy was so skittish at that at that point in the game.
1: Yeah. So I, there's, there's that coaching to, you know, to not lose again. And I think without that pick six by Huff, like we get another, another heart attack game where it's will they, won't they, it comes down to the last drive. We've seen this team over and over have those conservative coaching decisions come back to bite them. Like, no, give me touchdowns, go for it. Like at some point you have to, you can't just keep making these conservative calls and hoping for the best. Yep. We need we need a little bit of riverboat Ron in those scenarios. Absolutely. <laughs> like it made me envious of like the the John Harbaughs of the world where they're on fourth and you could see him yelling to Lamar on the sidelines. Do you want to go for it? <laughs> and then Lamar's like, yeah, you want
0: like, Hell, yeah, I you go. want the ball.
1: Yeah, and he said, "Let's, Shane let's go. Winners want the ball." Right. Like, like I understand that we don't have a Lamar Jackson in at quarterback, but like Still, come on, let's go. Got you. Got anyway. You gotta I'm done. I'm trigger. off
0: my soapbox. <laughs> you got to pull that trigger. Uh, around the league, uh, that Thursday I, night game, guys. The whole Russell Wilson, let's cook. That guy has not cooked anything since his hand got hurt. I don't know if it's a confidence issue. I don't know if he's dealing with some type of. Thing that's 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 making us see a different type of Russell Wilson. But if I were Denver, I would be concerned, very concerned. You just traded. Yeah, you just <laughs> gave up a whole lot. You gave up a Russell lot. Wilson. You gave up a lot, and, and then you paid, you paid him a bunch lot of money. To keep this guy. Yeah. yeah. No one in Denver has any loyalty towards him. The whole no. thought was we're quarterback away. Yeah, yeah. and and and. And we're ready to do this now. And
1: Russell's like, yeah, let's cook. And all he has done is burn down the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, That's really funny. Uh, My wife just recently got me into The Sims 4. Okay. And I was playing it. And I was trying to cook. I think I was trying to make eggs or some shit. And, like, (laughs) I set my house on fire. (laughs) <laughs> that's basically what's going on. Is Beyond crying, your skill set,
0: it says. <laughs> yeah, but his, but his skill
1: isn't high enough, and he's burning the house down. Luckily, the fire department was able to bail me out, but that's, funny. that's what it feels like. Pretty much.
0: Like, he's in over his head, at, and I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with the coach that's there, and he, and they just not gelling, dude. They're not. And something's no. happened to where it's probably making it worse. They need to run the ball, but they've spent a lot of money on this quarterback. So they're trying to make things work. These wide receivers are ready to do some damage.
1: That defense isn't any slouch, it's not. So, unfortunately, this Denver team kind of reminds me a lot of our 49ers team. Like, I remember watching that game and thinking they have way too much offensive talent to not be able to score points. It's Imagine like, Niners
0: fans having Russell Wilson and seeing this right now and just being like, bah! Yeah. Yeah. Um, being able to put us a blend, in a blender for a number of years and being able to do what he can, it was either luck this whole time
1: or something's changed. Right. I saw – I was watching, uh, like, the live game at work and I saw the game went to overtime and Broncos fans were leaving the stadium. Yep. Imagine watching your team play at home and it goes into overtime and you're like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> that was, like, that was maybe the worst game I've ever watched. It, it was bad. It was not good. Neither team wanted to win. It wasn't good. For no, sure. Terrible. For sure.
0: Um. So let, let, let's move forward here. Uh. So our next, uh, our next opponent here is uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, What's their current record? Are they one and three? Oh, I think so. Hold on. Take a look real quick. Yeah, they're one and three right now. Yeah, one and
0: three. So we got Carolina Panthers, they're one and three. From what I understand is a lot of their games are coming down to these within three points within a field goal. That's right. the way I understand it. This team's within a chance of winning most times, if not in their losses which tells me unless we can get our explosive plays to happen more often or we can get a more consistent effort in our second half like we haven't been able to do we may have another close game on our hands i think it's going to possibly be a defensive battle similar to what
1: denver was for us two weeks ago
0: i kind
1: of hope not cuz like my oh i definitely least... hope not but i i that's what i'm seeing like my impression of this team is they're just not very good they're they're they're
0: not their defense is their highlight they've got guys that pop um they're not their defense definitely is not our defense but we're they're going against our offense and where we definitely have the skill positions and the guys to get the job done we don't have the consistency to say that we can outlast that defense we have pop plays on offense and they have
1: Pop plays on defense and that should sure. be the equalizer. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, ESPN's matchup predictor and they've got us favored by what 0.3% like to win 49.8 versus 49.5. So I'm not far. No, it's, it's really that close. <laughs> I'm, I'm not far. <laughs> and that's um, so sad. Like we have a Super Bowl roster and we're splitting wins with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And so who, who's
0: their who's their big DN guy? Is that
1: Burns? Uh, yeah, Brian
0: Burns, the the, yeah. the Alden Smith clone. Well, he's uh yeah, and I like him, but they've got some decent DNs. And um, we're gonna have to play that quick game like we did against the Rams yeah. in order to nullify those guys because we got we got Jalen Moore now at left tackle. We don't have Colton McKivitt. we don't have uh, Trent Williams. Uh, we are still rotating Daniel Brunskill in at right guard. And then from what I understood is that Brunskill's still like third or fourth on the depth chart as is Yeah, at left tackle. And that was kind of my hope was that when he came back, he would be able to plug in at left tackle because he's played a right. lot of good left tackle. Sure. But the from what I understand, uh, Jalen Moore, Bob Hance,
1: school. Yeah. And then, Brunny, you don't feel good about it. No, you don't feel, good about, <laughs> you don't feel idiot, good about it at all. No, especially
0: when they're marked up against these these the D and stuff, and and that's telling me Charlie Warner is probably going to play a lot of tight end left uh, left side to help yeah. chip or whatever we need to against sure. those guys
1: to give our left tackle a chance. Yeah, that means you know they'll have. Kittle over there, Warner over there, Juice over there, trying to help out wherever they can. Yep.
0: Flowing off that left-hand side. And you know, hopefully, you know, the the genius that is Kyle, he can use some of that chipping and whatnot to to make it look like we're trying to help and turn it into a strength. That would be great.
1: Yeah. Um, Um, Luckily, this kind of quick short game stuff is the kind of stuff that Jimmy can execute pretty consistently. So we've got at least that going for us. Yes,
0: yes. So that's kind of my, my feelings on that mm. preview wise, go looking at the opponent themselves. But uh, offense, you know, our, our weakness is Jalen Moore right now. And that, yeah. that's, that's kind of our thing that they're going to target. Yeah. Um, the, our, our other weakness is we are still thin at running back. Yes. Still I'm. Thin. I'm waiting
1: to see uh, Tevin Coleman. I'm waiting to see Jordan Mason, especially. Yep. But yeah, um, see,
0: I, Marlon Mack has been used special
1: teams. Yeah. Which is probably a huge change for him. Sure. I mean, our running backs have played like admirably well. You know, they without have. one and two, but you know, so you it, can't count on that every week. It's going to be interesting.
0: Interesting to see if we go pass heavy like we did. I felt like we went more pass-heavy against the Rams than, than we have been in comparison to the past. For sure. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my thing. Um, weapons. That that Panthers defense does not do well with physical players. So I think it's going to be a Debo, Kittle, Juice type of game. Yeah, and um, I'm here for it. I am too. <laughs> like- I'm fine. I love with it. old Smash Mouth style. Put it in their mouth and see if they could chew it type of thing. That's what I'm for.
1: Yeah, that's. Um, I'm fine with that. Defense. Uh, I'm hoping to hear Nick Bosa yell out Baker. Oh yeah, we need to see the flag plant more
0: than I'm once. waiting for a flag plant. Waiting for it. For them, weapons wise, I just I don't see that offense really pushing us. I don't. No. And that, and it may be very conceited of me or whatever it is, but
1: until somebody can break our defense, I'm gonna call it the way I see it. Sure. Um, I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey, but he is—he's not performing he's, that he's well. Like his and are like, yeah. Yeah. His, his numbers are—he's in comparable to a year ago.
0: Yeah, his numbers are a year ago.
1: He's still comparable to like. Like a Jeff Wilson Jr. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at their side-by-sides. Jeff Wilson is 57 carries, 255 yards, and a touchdown. And Christian McCaffrey is 58 carries, 270 yards, and a touchdown. Like, not great. Uh And then for receiving, like, their top guy is Robbie Anderson, 12 catches, 174 yards, and a touchdown. And our top guy is Debo with 18, 246, and a touchdown. So... Nothing is really scaring you on offense with the Panthers. My prediction on the game is going to be
0: seventeen to nine. Ooh, Niners. That
1: that feels right. Yeah, like, or I could see it being like a twenty to fourteen type situation. I think it's. I think this is a breakout Kittle game. I'm going to call it. I'm speaking it into existence. I.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think, I think, uh, as much as the Niners, uh, <laughs> locker room says we don't listen to outside noise, uh, a lot of, of <laughs> guff was said about too much run heavy and yeah. we came out passing. Uh, yeah. let, let Jimmy do his thing, let Jimmy do his thing. Right. Um, a lot of that was said, and now a lot of questions are about George Kittle being involved in the offense. And, uh, I, I think. I think it's the time that we see George come out and have a big game similar to how he did last year when Debo wasn't available. Best defensive player, who's our next breakout guy to pop out and do something here?
1: Man, I think it's going to be a corner. I feel like it's a corner game. Like, Baker is prone to just kind of tossing it up and seeing what happens. Yeah. And... These corners are locking it up. I wouldn't want to try either one of them. So this feels like a game where Baker throws multiple interceptions. For me, it's a split. It's going to be Jimmy Ward. He's going to come back. He's going to, he's going
0: to rock out. All right. Or it's going to be rookie Drake Jackson. Okay. Spicy. Because like Baker is going to be rotating so heavily away from Nick that Drake's going to be a, a, a guy that he's going to run into a lot on the opposite end. Sure. I think, I think this is going to be Drake's staple game. I'd be very happy about that. Oh, I'd be ecstatic about that. Absolutely. <laughs> like, everyone's operating on and so high of a cylinder that everyone's so worried about everyone else that they're going to forget about Rookie. and, and he's Forgot about break. the Rook. Yep. Forgot about Drake.
1: I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, I think on that note, I um, think maybe it is Eli time. This is this is Eli's time to talk about whatever he wants in the football world. I mean, fantasy football betting, college ball, whatever. Eli, yeah. the floor is yours.
0: So, fantasy football. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's talk fantasy running backs. No one has been consistent at all. So. Now's the time to buy. Now is the time to buy. Uh, The only one that's been consistent has been Saquon Barkley. Uh, There's rumor that Saquon might actually get traded to Buffalo to create a super team. Uh, So buy now on Saquon because if he leaves, he's only going to get amplified even more in that offense. Um, The other one to, to buy on now would be Damian Pierce from the Texans. He's the only focal point on that offense. He's had one good week, and it's only going to compound from here because they were easing him in. They're easing over to that in the offense, and that is just the way it's going to go. Defense, there's only two teams that you can actually look at uh, fantasy-wise, and that's been the Niners and the Bills. They're the only teams that are consistently getting turnovers and, and holding teams to a standard. Um, other than that, it is a crapshoot on defense and you can almost bring in the guys. And it, what, what we do is called a, a screenplay. Whereas you look for who's playing the bears. You look for who's playing the Texans and, and you go pick that defense up for the week, because that's going to be your best option is you're just, you're, uh, you're screening defenses. Um offenses guys that have let me down so far this year and sadly on that list is Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I know Jefferson had a good week in week 1, and I know he had a decent week last week, but the consistency isn't there. And that's showing it throughout the whole league and this kind of comes back on what we said earlier is that bring it back to niners and and pull away from from fantasy football. This week, this league right now is wide open. It's anybody's game. The only one that's kind of come out said, Hey, we're the ones that you thought we weren't, but we're here has been the Eagles. But this league is wide open. It's anybody's for the taken. I feel like preseason just finished
1: and we're actually going to start seeing what these teams are about. What do you think? I like it. I think that's I think that's totally fair. Um, the o- the other sneaky team to me has been Detroit. Like, I did not expect them to average, like, 35 points a game. It's a shame that their defense is so bad, but, like, I'm always surprised. I'm like, Detroit is putting up big points. 100%. That offense is is operating at a level that I didn't think
0: it would be able to, especially with golf at the helm. Especially yes. with golf at the helm. Overperformance. Yeah, exactly. But they're doing it without uh, DeAndre Swift, who I'm very high on. Very high on liked him coming out of college. I I would I had actually secretly hoped that we'd brought him in, but I knew we weren't high into getting running backs that high in the draft. So I knew it was a <laughs> it was a, a fool's choice to want to get him. But uh, a high on on Swift, and they're doing it without him these last few weeks. And I think they're gonna have to do it again without him this week. And that that new wide receiver, Jamison Williams. He has yet to even hit this offense, and he brings incredible speed and the ability to, to work the end around for that team. I think uh, the Lions definitely have something. And I think that Lions team was kind of unlocked by Aiden Hutchinson, being able to put an anchor on the defense like we did when we first got Nick Bosa. Sure. It's really changed the outlook for that team. And I, I agree yeah. with
1: you. That's not something I was anticipating to see, but. Now, if the Lions need to stop giving up 38 points of games, like like they'd be in good shape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, they definitely need to shore up some things
0: defensively, but, you know, being able to, to operate how they have been, I wouldn't have been able to predict it. I wouldn't have. I don't think anyone would have. Anyone who says the old, they
1: did, they're lying. The old switcheroo, it was actually they, legit. They're in. lying.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> going to let oh. that one go, too. but but that's kind of where it's at i I think this this league is is wide open
1: absolutely so in conclusion Mm -hmm. uh thank you for listening to the newly rebranded uh run it again 49ers podcast i'm diamante this is my co-host uh eli i am at everyday niner i am eli essex on twitter on instagram hit me Right? Make sure to stay tuned. Uh, we are currently seriously considering um, doing something like a Twitter space, like right after the game. So yep. you get that kind of raw take, uh, sort of informal, just kind of hang out, see what people are thinking and feeling after the game. So-, so instead of just asking for a mailbox of
0: questions and you guys submit them, we're going to be asking for your mailbox questions live and,
1: and taking those into account. Sure, and then uh, you know maybe we'll talk about them more at the end of the week when we do our kind of formal pod. Absolutely. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that after the game. Uh, You know, we're we're both pretty deep into Twitter uh, around game time. So for lack of (laughs) a less generic uh, catchphrase to end, as always. Wait till we run it again. Okay, run it again. Run it back. Run it again there it is. I love it.
0: Till next time. Till next time.